Welcome to the Akashic Musings Podcast. My name is Laura Mazzotta, and I will be your guide during this sacred experience. I'm an Akashic healer and teacher, and I've also been a therapist for almost 20 years. This podcast is your go-to opportunity for all things healing, inspiration, and empowerment. I will be sharing potent wisdom from divine intelligence in the space of the Akashic Records. For more understanding of what the Akashic Records are, I encourage you to listen to episode one or head over to my website at www.theakashictherapist.com. I'm so grateful to have you here, receiving the powerful energetic shifts that radiate through these messages. Just by listening in, you're doing your part to raise the vibration of the planet and fully realize our natural state of wellness and vitality. Without further ado, here's today's episode. episode of the Akashic Musings podcast. Today, we're going to be talking about this concept of not wanting help. And we're going to talk about it from both sides. We're going to talk about it in terms of if you're somebody who has trouble receiving help. And we're also going to be talking about it from the side of what do you do when you have somebody in your life who has trouble receiving help? Because often, in fact, I would say the majority of the time, when you are resistant to help, It's truly a trauma response. It's an opportunity for you to realize that you have developed a fierce level of independence and an I can do it myself kind of mentality, right? I picture my two-year-old daughter, well, she's 15 now, but when she was two, kind of stomping her feet, stomping her hands and saying, I can do it myself when she was trying to learn how to zip a zipper or put her shoes on. And it's this devotion to independence that honestly for her I do believe that she even carries some codes from our ancestry around that because we have some of that in my family around this fierce level of independence and I even find some remnants of this in my energy field at times that I'm I'm very conscious and aware of it so I can redirect it and that's the point of this episode is to really raise awareness for you and for your loved ones, so that you can respond to this in a way that it continues to let you move forward and grow and expand and become the best version of yourself. So um, what I want you to do with this is really identify a situation in your life where you are feeling a little stuck, or you're feeling like you don't really know what to do, or you're confused, or you're not fully confident. Is there something within this that you just don't enjoy like that you don't like to do. And that's the reason that you're really not feeling super confident in it or feeling super aligned with it is because you just don't really like doing it that much. And that's one of the things that we find is that when we get so caught up in doing things for other people and, you know, achieving to make our boss happy or to get a certain grade in school, et cetera, we can end up feeling like, We're playing by somebody else's rules, and really we want to play by our own rules, and really there's no rules at all. We want to be able to flow. So the key here is to identify what is it that I enjoy, what really lights me up and makes me feel like, oh, I could talk about this all day, or I could do this all day and lose time, like forget even what time it is because I'm so caught up in it. 
Those are the things we want to spend most of our time and our energy and our intention doing. And then inviting people into it to join us in the joy. I think one of the reasons that we end up shying away from receiving help is because we feel like, well, I can do it better myself or I don't want to be let down or I've been let down before or hurt before in a similar situation and I don't want to open myself up to that. But that's because you're coming from a state of dependency. Like I need to depend on someone else to help me and therefore... I'm now reliant on them to the point where if it doesn't have the outcome that I'm looking for, I'm going to be disappointed. So what this is really about is you not attaching to the outcome and inviting people in to just be on the journey with you without expecting that it's going to end in a certain way or without expecting that you're going to get maybe exactly what you're going in for when you're asking for the help. So I'll give you an example. For instance... When I had a baby, there's a bunch of people who offer, hey, I, I want to help. How can I help? And it's interesting because I thought to myself, well, I want them to come over and take the baby. Like I want them to hang out with the baby and hold the baby and give me a break, right? But then they would come over and they would do my laundry and they would do the dishes and they would do other things. And sometimes I would feel a little pissy. And this was, of course, before I had done a lot of this deeper healing work, but I'd be like, you know, I mean, it's really nice of you to come over and help me with that, but, you know, it's not really what I was looking for. Meanwhile, that means I had expectations. I had an agenda, whereas really that ended up serving me deeply because I didn't have the energy to do laundry and do the dishes, and I didn't want to do stuff like that. I'd rather snuggle with my newborn baby. I thought I wanted relief from that, but really I just wanted another person to be present with me. I wanted somebody to just kind of share in my day-to-day and I didn't have the awareness of that necessarily when I was feeling desperate and wanting help. And that's the other piece that comes from this is being really conscious of how desperate are you? Because if you're feeling really desperate for help, that's not typically the time to ask for it. That's actually the time for you to ground your nervous system, find some calm. And that can be going outside. That can be journaling. That can be tapping. It can be taking a nap. It can be going for a run, whatever serves you. And then once that emotion comes down a little bit, then invite someone to join you on this journey and you can kind of process what just unfolded after you've brought some of the emotion down. Because whenever we go in with desperation, we always have attachment to outcome. Like when I had sepsis and I went to countless specialists and doctors afterwards and got so many tests, and I was so desperate to feel better and to have an answer that they would say things to me and I'd just be like, okay, I'm, gonna, I'm just going to do whatever. Okay, okay. And that didn't serve me. That wasn't me listening to my body and my intuition as to what felt most aligned for me. And it's because my vision was clouded because I was in this really desperate emotional space. And when we do that enough times, we can actually end up developing this stubborn pattern of I'm not going to let anybody help me because when they do, they don't meet my expectations. So the biggest issue here is your expectations, right? And we want to be clear, especially if we have a trauma response with this, that we want to find ourselves in a space of safety and trust. And the best thing you can do is to sink into trust of the universe and to trust that anybody that comes into your field that you're eager to have help you or that desires to help you was sent from God, was sent from the universe to bring you whatever it is you are meant to receive in that moment. And keep in mind, 
Sometimes they bring us something that we don't desire. Sometimes they bring us something that put us in a puts us in a place where we need to set a boundary and we need to say, okay, you know what? Like, I don't really have the bandwidth for this right now. I don't know that I'm able to, um, you know, either give or receive from you in the way that both of us are expecting. And I think that's what a lot of people assume and a big reason why they shy away from asking for help is because they think that once they ask for help, they are then obligated to the person or they aren't allowed to set boundaries around it. Like, oh, I asked for help and therefore I need to accept it in whatever way this person is willing to give it. There's a difference between, oh, I'm going to ask somebody for help and they only have a certain capacity to give to me, which means don't ask I, I put a post up the other day on this. Don't go to the hardware store for a loaf of bread. Don't ask somebody who's not, doesn't have an emotional bandwidth or emotional management skills to assist you with moving through your emotions, right? Don't ask somebody who doesn't have um, sewing skills to fix your shirt that has a button that fell off of it, right? And so it's it's you also just being really conscious of, you know, we can try to get our needs met, especially our inner child needs met, those old wounds, by asking for things. And we think, okay, if we get this from this person, then they're going to either prove to me that they care or I'm finally going to get that fulfillment that I'm looking at to fill, looking for to fill that part of me that wasn't fulfilled when I was younger. And that's not the plan. You know, we don't want to go into asking for help to kind of fill a deep chronic void within us. We just want to say, hey, I actually want to experience this with somebody or I'm in a space right now where I'm not able to do X and Y and I would love for you to to come support me. And then you get to release expectation of how they're going to support you. But if they do something in a way that makes you feel uncomfortable or that feels out of alignment for you, you're allowed to communicate that. It doesn't mean that you're tied to them because you ask them for help, Okay. Um, and the other piece here that I just wanted to cover is when somebody else in our lives is having trouble receiving help. And what typically happens in this situation is that we try to save them. We try to dive in and kind of dig them up from the depths and offer them all of these tools and suggestions. But one thing is you you really want them to initiate and ask you for the help because that's empowering them you also don't want to disempower them by just giving them advice or kind of jumping in to save them because that subconsciously gives them the message that you don't have faith that they can move through it and they absolutely can so the best thing you can do when you have somebody in your life who has trouble asking for help you can obviously um, point this out and you can even say like hey I've noticed lately I've felt something from you I felt like you're pulling back I felt like you're um, isolating or I felt like you're not in the best space and you can open up that conversation if you desire but they don't have to share if they don't want to Um, it's really up to them they get to decide and so it's releasing yourself from that outcome as well and realizing that honestly just your presence in their life is going to be helpful especially if you continually in those moments return to a space of of faith and trust in the fact that this person is able to use or pool or access their resources to be able to move forward. And that is, that's really what we call holding space for someone where we're saying, like I say to my clients all the time, I'm like, listen, you don't believe in yourself yet. You don't feel confident yet. 
I feel fully confident in you. I fully believe in you. So I'm going to hold that space for you until you are ready to embody that, right? Because I have full faith. Like I know, I just have a very clear, confident knowing that they're going to be fine, that they're going to be, that they're resilient, that they're going to be able to achieve whatever desires they're looking to fulfill. So, and I also trust the universe and I really trust that Um, the messages that are meant to be sent to either wake them up to whatever lessons or awareness they need is going to occur. And um, keeping that really channel of communication open between yourself and the universe and kind of bringing them into it by sending them love, by holding them in their highest and your highest vision of them is the best thing that you can do for them. So let me know how you like this episode. Shoot me an email at emergehealingandwellness at gmail.com or you can message me on Instagram at emergehealingandwellness. Thank you so much for listening and I will see you next week for another episode of the Akashic Musings podcast. Thank you for joining me for this episode of the Akashic Musings podcast. I'm so grateful you're taking the time to integrate healing at the deepest level. If you loved this episode, connect with me on Instagram at Emerge Healing and Wellness or contact me through my website at www.theakashictherapist.com. I'll see you next week on the next episode of the Akashic Musings podcast. Bye for now and have a wonderful week.